on today's episode of Let's Go Together, I talk with my friend Gus Torres, and he shares how he went from a struggling marketer to being able to build the prospering business that he's been able to create. You know, it wasn't easy for him. He struggled with certain things, but how was he able to overcome it? How is he able to take the challenges and the struggles and what it takes to get to the results and the prospering business that he's been able to create? So such an awesome episode. Gus is just a true friend and a truly amazing, kind, caring person. And you're going to love this episode. But first, the intro. In order to become the best version of ourselves, it requires creating great habits. It is not just what we do every day, but also how we think. Join me and my friends as we dive into all things personal development. My name is Nick Montarvis, and this show is all about helping you grow in both business and life. Welcome to Let's Grow Together. I am so excited. This is actually, I don't know if you're even aware of this, but this is the first time that I have actually brought on a uh, student of mine to, to, to share. And it's been so incredible uh, because this individual has been a monumental supporter of mine from when I first got started, when I was first speaking and since we first met and uh, the relationship that we've been able to create over, you know, I don't even know how many years it is now, um, is just truly amazing. So Gus Torres, thank you so much for being here. Hey, what's up, Nick? How you doing, man? Fantastic. Five years. Oh my gosh. Yeah, that makes that yeah, makes five sense. years. Wow. Incredible. So awesome. So real quick, just tell us a little bit about um, what you do and who you serve. Um, well, my name's uh, Gus Torres. Um, I'm the owner of A Better Solution in Home Care in Wichita, Kansas. You know, um, my wife and I started a home care agency about five and a half years ago. Um, we're flourishing. We're doing some great things. Um, very, very proud and, and, and at the same time kind of humbled by what we've been able to create. Um, you know, but like, we're going to talk a little bit about, you know, um, development and kind of how I got from not knowing anything about the field that I'm in to knowing about the field that I'm in, you know? Right. So, so yeah, you originally were, um, you did like AC, right? You were doing AC work. Cause yeah. I remember when we first met, you were, you were doing, you were part-time, right? You were doing some home care and then you were still doing like your other full-time job. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. When we started off, I think I was working two jobs at the time I was doing heating and air at a hospital. And then I was a maintenance man at a small apartment complex around the corner from my house, you know, just trying to get a, a little extra income to pay off. You know, my wife and I are in our, are in our 40s. So we have the normal 40 year old debt, you know, um, like credit cards and bills and, and, you know, maybe stuff we shouldn't have bought along the way that we're paying for. So I took that second job to kind of pay that off and, and got us to a point where um, besides our normal mortgage and um, mortgage and house and car payments and stuff like that, you know, we got to like to zero, you know, where we didn't really owe any credit card payments or owe anybody any money. So that was kind of like the, the, the starting block for us and what we we're going to do. Yeah. Amazing. And so you were able to, to grow it to, you know, where it is now, you know, over these last five years, 
you know, what, what do you contribute to your success to be able to, you know, quit, quit that other job and be able to go, you know, full time and, and, you know, have this flourishing business that you now have? Um, well, there's a few things, but one of the biggest things was, um, kind of doing like a self inventory of where I'm at as a person, you know, where, where's Gus Torres at today? You know, he's, he's starting a business. He knows nothing about where's he at in his life, you know, kind of starting from there and, um, kind of trying to figure out, Hey, it's okay that I don't know anything about what I'm about to start. You know, the, the hard part would have been if I would have been thinking that I knew what I was talking about when I wasn't. So I kind of had to realize, hey, I'm starting from scratch and it's okay. And there's going to be things that I don't have that I need to make business grow. So um, just realizing that was the first one. It's like kind of knowing where I'm at and knowing that I kind of need help along the way to get where I'm at. So yeah, um, my first mentor was, you know, my first mentor was Leah Smith. So Leah Smith is amazing. She's from San Diego. She's from your part of town. She was the one that gave me an opportunity with the better solution in home care. Um, and so she was like my first mentor. So I went from learning nothing to getting put in, I feel like the best possible hands with somebody to start a business. So, um, you know, she was like my first mentor and, you know, I've met a few along the way, you including, um, that have helped, that have helped me. But my first thing was realizing, I don't know, I don't know much and I'm going to need help along the way. So I love that. You know, just, yeah. Being okay with not knowing. And, and it's so awesome that you brought up Leah too. Cause I, I, I reached out to her to have her on the show. We, we got to get her on the, on the books, but she said, yes. So we just got to confirm, confirm yeah, the date. So cool. I look forward to to having her on the show and I actually may go visit her office as well. But yeah, I love that of just, you know, being willing to, you know, evaluate yourself and being willing to open to learn, right. You know, how important, you know, from, from everything that you've done in this self-evaluation has been that willingness to open, you know, to learning and, and continuing to growing. And how important is that thirst for knowledge, we'll say in everything that you've been able to accomplish? Yeah, and it's funny, um, you know, we have a mutual friend, Steve Weiss, right? Steve the Hurricane. And one of the first things that popped out on me when I, when I, when I got to meet him was he said, um, you know, he thought ADLs was uh, ALS, you know, and he's talking about... I love that <laughs> he's joke. Talking to people I laugh about, every time he tells that story. People are mentioning ADLs and they're talking about ALS and vice versa. And like, I'm like that's me. That's so me right now, you know, and, and it, it was okay. So that like, I connected with him right away. And it's like, all right. So if Steve's going into a field where he was like, you know, he started selling the Cutco knives, doing other things and he lands in home care. It's like, we land in home care. Like we have this, we have this image of what our life should look like. We have all these dreams, you know, we're in our forties. I, you know, I, I want to be an architect. I want to be a home builder. I want to be an HVAC tech, you know, and then God plants us in home care. You know, God says, you were close, but not really. You're home, you're, you belong in home care. This is where I need for you to serve. And I'm sorry, I feel like my collar's kind of jacked up. No, you're good. You look great. Wrong. 
Okay, it's kind of tripping me out. Anyways, um, you know, and God says, you know, no, you belong in home care, you know, and like, why do you know I belong in home? I know nothing about home care. So it's God places me there, but God's not going to do the footwork for me. You know what I mean? Like he'll guide me there, but he he's not going to do it for me. Um yeah, so, what an interesting thing of just not, you know, it's so easy to to have these plans of this is what I'm going to do. And, and this is where I'm going to go. And you visualize this life that you create, but you just, you never know what life's going to bring and, and show up for you. And, and I mean, even for me and in getting into the home care industry, I mean, I never would have even thought I never would have had any clue had I not, you know, met Steve and gotten that opportunity. So, and, and it's been an amazing you know, had not all of those things happened, I wouldn't be where I am today had, you know, all of this transpired. Same here. That's, up, that's something that you and I have in common. Steve has helped us get to where we need to get, you know, there's other people in our lives that help us, but, you know, but boom, we're in home care, you know, so it's our job to, to nurture that, foster it, and, and try to give it the best shot that we possibly can. So um, I bought my home care business. I came home. Um, and I typed in how to market home care on Google search and you type in home care marketing and, you know, Steve's wife's, I'm sorry, I got this little nap. Steve Weiss's, uh, big mug pops up. Right. And you just start watching his videos, man. And, and it's a drink with the hurricane and it's, you know, it's power partners and it's, and it's, and it's all this cool stuff. And I'm like, all right, this is where I need to be. This is, this is, this is the guy that's going to get me started. Um, and it's funny because like you said, we started our home care business, but it's funny because I didn't hire myself until year three, you know, so it was my wife and, and a couple employees in the office and, um, I kind of had three years of training with Steve White. So I was marketing on the weekends. You were helping me out with social media. I would take days off from the hospital and, and go market, you know? So I was like this, this marketer, but I was only marketing like five, 10% of the time for my business. Um, and it seems like I always put myself last, you know, we need this position. We need this. My business needs this. My business needs to move to Wichita from Derby. And um, it just got to a point where I needed to, I needed a marketer to grow my business. And I started interviewing them, you know, I was literally interviewing marketers, you know, because I didn't think I really had it in my, in myself. I felt like someone could do a better job than I can because they've been doing it for a while. And, um, you know, I was kicking the tires for a few months and, and I just finally bit the bullet and I said, I'm going to do it, you know. So we had to get it all figured out, you know, um, how do we supplement my $70,000 a year that I'm making, you know, for our family, I'm going to have to pay myself $70,000 a year to market my business, which means I got to make a million dollars in my business to afford me. You know what I mean? So that was the scary part. Um, a couple years later, you know, I'm there, I'm, I'm making, I'm making my salary, making my company money. Um, but you know, it all started from, I need help. You know, I don't have everything I need and getting the help along the way.
Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's one of those things like we don't need to do this alone, you know, and, and it doesn't matter what you do in your life and, you know, being willing to accept help, being willing to invest in help too, you know, you invested in it. You came to the boot camp. you know, you didn't just rely on those YouTube videos. Um, one thing I'm, I'm curious is like, what, what was the, what went through your mind when you finally made the decision to do the marketing for yourself? You know, what did you have to overcome to be like, I, this is me. I'm going to take charge. I'm going to do this. Well, it's funny. Cause you know, I'm in, I'm in my forties, right? Closer to 50. Um, I got a whole life of experiences, but I'm one of them kids and it's, it's deep seated, man. Like we could have a whole 10 hour conversation about my past, you know, deep seated stuff in my past, just like anyone else. But, you know, when I, when I was growing up, I always felt like, um, I didn't get the handbook. Like everyone was handed a handbook and I didn't get it, you know? So I always felt like people having conversations knew more than I did or people knew the easier, faster, quickest way to get to something, or um, their parents instilled in them something that my parents didn't instill in me. So I always felt like I didn't have the owner's manual to life. And growing up like that was very hard because as I get into become a teenager, you know, I start to do things that aren't very healthy for me to overcome those feelings. You know, whether it was um, drinking, staying out late, hanging with the wrong crowd. So there's a huge gap of learning experience in my life from teenage to adulthood, you know. And I look back at that now and I'm like, it's okay. That's okay. You know, that's just how it went. But to be an adult, I need to make corrections in that. So I had to really take a self inventory of where I'm at what I've got and what I need to be successful and then go out and get that and accomplish it. It's not going to come to me, Nick. You know, it's not going to knock at my door and say, Hey, I'm your life coach. I'm here to help you get back all the stuff that you didn't achieve as a kid or all them feelings that you had of, uh, of um, not having the owner's manual to life or the, the um, self-esteem issues or the whatever they are you know no one's going to knock at my door take me by my hand and, and walk me through it you know I got to be at a point in my life where I'm going it's okay what can I do to move forward and make things better you know yeah I love that that's powerful you know being willing to recognize those things and 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 take charge of of your life and understanding like hey your your past is is your past it, it happened it, it is it is what it is but it's about hey what can we do to move forward you know and you asking yourself those questions you know what is it going to take for me to you know get to that next level to get my goal so from your perspective what did it take within yourself to make that change to get to where you are today um, coaching, you know, coaching, you know, it's, it's, it's coaching, you know, knowing that I need some help reaching out there and spending the money on it. It's okay. You know, it's okay. You know, I, I didn't start a business with a business degree. You know, I didn't start a business, um, with any managerial experience. I had no managerial experience. You know what I mean? 
Um, you know, today I manage over 100 people. You know, five years later, I'm managing over 100 people. You know, I find that, I find like that's super cool. Um, but being able to manage them correctly, take care of my business, um, drive business, um, and create a company culture was nothing that I had five years ago, five and a half years ago. I didn't have that in me. I had to kind of learn it, get coached on it, and really take a look at what I want my business to be and, and kind of set goals on how to get there, you know, and those goals were helped, helped me. Those goals weren't my idea. There were ideas of coaches, you know, I was just willing to adapt them. And do the work, you know? Yeah, do the work, you know? Do the assignments. Uh, just get out of my car. Just get out of my car and to walk into a place, you know, was hard for me, you know, because I could make the marketing plan. I could say, you know, today's Tuesday. I'm going here, 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 and here. Get all the goodies ready. Um, and pull up to a place and then I'd freeze. You know, who's there? How long have they been there? They know so much of the terminology that I don't know. They've been in this field for 20 years. You know, they're nurses, they're, they're administrators, they're, they're people that make, you know, uh, hundreds of $100,000 a year. Um, and I'm a rookie. You know, and I, and I like my my brain would tell me all this negative stuff just sitting in the car, man. And you know what? I just need to open the door and start walking towards the building, and it'll all work out as I walk. You know what I mean? So there was a lot of things that I had to overcome between here um, to get my business rolling. You know, and it took a little bit of time, but I don't feel that way anymore. I feel like um, no matter who I'm talking to about home care, home health hospice, assisted livings, nursing homes, independent livings. Like I know the language, I know the language, you know, I know how they feel in their position. I know their clientele. I know their, their, um, I know their struggles now and I feel a lot more comfortable, but yeah, just, yeah, yeah being, I don't know where I was going with that. No, Nick, no. Yeah, I mean, that like was that's... great getting out of your comfort zone and being willing to, you know, I love that sharing that, that struggle, you know, I, I can hear it in your voice and just like be, you almost took yourself back there in that car when you're just like sitting there, um, wondering and, and just, you know, and I've been there too, you know, we have these, these self doubts and these thoughts. So, you know, how were you able to, to build up the confidence? How are you able to, to step out of that car to, you know, walk through what, what, what has helped you kind of build that confidence that you have now to talk about these things? Well, okay. So first of all, the confidence isn't in myself. The confidence is going to be in who my coach is. You know what I mean? Like if I believe in you and you tell me to stare into the camera, when I talk on video, I'm going to trust that's what I need to do. You know what I mean? Because I trust you. So that's where it comes with me trusting people like yourself to help me get through my marketing issues or whatever, whatever you want to call them, deficiencies, not uh, the lack of knowledge, whatever it is. So the trust is within you guys. And once I trust that you guys have done it before, these are the steps that you took to, to make you successful. Then I just got to, I just got to muster the strength to go and, and take those steps that you guys took. 
So, yeah. And then what happened, you know, you started taking these steps and then what was the result as you started to do these things that, you know, did you, once you kind of, did you get the confidence once you started doing it? So it was like, Hey, I have great people telling me what to do. I'm going to do it. And then did that help with like solidifying kind of how are you were, you were able to build it once you started doing it? The referral solidified it. Mm. You know, there's, they say the proof is in the pudding, right? So the, my, by, by the steps that I took to make my phone ring solidified it, you know, and when we were getting to points that we've never been to in our business, like that solidified it. When people were saying, Hey Gus, we'd like for you to be a part of this. And I would say, well, why would you want me to be a part of that? And they would say, well, because you're somebody that people trust in the community or you're a leader in the community or um, I've seen you talk before, you know, I really like what you have to say. Could you please join us in this event? Or, hey, I would like for you to do a podcast with me. You know, these little things or, you know, hey, I'd like for you to speak on this um, uh, empowered seniors event, you know, that we're having, you know, with a hundred seniors there. And those things like, those were the things that kind of helped me build my confidence. Like, okay, this is working. Or someone would say, hey, I'm creating this group and, and I would like you to re represent home care in the group. You know, and I'd be like, well, there's so many home care agencies in Wichita, you know, thank you for choosing me. So like the proof would be in the pudding, right? Yeah, absolutely. And it's no surprise that people um, wanted you to be a part of those things because you have a way about you where you're just, you know, you're just so kind and, and supportive and genuine. And I think that that shines through in, in everything that you do. So like, to me, I, I'm not surprised by your success, you know, from, from meeting you, you know, you stood out to me again from, from that, right. It was Houston, right. I think Houston was the first. Yeah. I met in Houston. Yeah. Um, and so just such a, you know, amazing thing to be able to see that, that growth. And, you know, I, I have to bring up this example too, because I think it's interesting to be nervous about walking into a facility, you know, and then next thing you know, you know, I saw you, you're, you're making videos, you know, you're, you're on these podcasts, you're doing these, these news reports. So it's so cool to be able to see that growth that you've been able to achieve all starting with just being willing to step out of your comfort zone. Yeah. Knowing that I needed help. Like I needed help. It's the bottom line, you know, um, to let the pride go, you know, here, here, here's, here's the deal. You know, um, my wife and I didn't have a whole lot of money to start our business, right? We started our business on um, not owing anybody money and then getting credit cards. You know, so if I fail, then my whole family fails pretty much. You know, we got it all riding. So that that's that's motivation to say, hey, you know, I got two teenage boys. They're watching me. I got my daughter. She's watching me. You know, here's an opportunity to show my kids how they could succeed, you know, by, you know, watching your dad succeed. You know, you know what I mean? Um so that was real important to me. That's one of my main drivers too, is knowing that, Hey, you know, my kids are watching me, you know, my wife's pull, my wife's doing her part. I got to do mine. 
and going out there and, you know, getting over that nervousness, sitting in the car, not that talking, you know, talking to myself, like going, it's going to be okay. You just need to get out of the car, you know, just go find out their name, go find out their name, grab a business card. If that's all you do, go get, go get a business card, you know, and kind of starting from there. Uh, now I, you know, now I feel like after all these years of coaching, I have the magic recipe, you know, and, and it's cool. So anytime I go into a place, I'm pretty sure I'm going to have an opportunity to be their preferred provider. That's how confident I am now. Amazing. And I love that you just like said I, that, you know, I feel, I feel bad. I feel bad for the other companies now when I walk in the door, you know, cause somebody's going to lose business, you know, um, that's kind of how I feel now. So, yes. Oh, I love that. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And it all starts with just, you know, being willing to just get out the door. I think there's such a powerful analogy in sharing that story. You know, when you were sitting in the car, you didn't, you didn't say like, go in there, do all it's a, walk toward the building that was all you said yeah just there's probably there's probably a hundred home care owners right now sitting in their car thinking like that right now you know or a hundred marketers home care marketers are that are in their car and i'll tell you it's funny with with marketing it's like i could take a couple weeks off go on vacation and i'll sit in that car again and i have to talk myself into getting out of the car again once I go to my first place, it's on and popping again. You know, it's funny that fear always creeps in a little bit. And you know what I'm talking about. You know what I'm talking about, right? When we take a little hiatus, you know, and then we go back, it's like, oh, this is scary again. But I know all I have to do is open my door and the first person I talk to will make me feel better. The first conversation I have. Or the first question I, you know, like you, the first question that we ask on a podcast, you know, okay, we're back, we're back into the groove of things. So, yeah. And using that momentum, you know, it's so funny because it's such a great thing in regards to how we can overcome our fears, how we can create new positive habits in our lives is really just being willing to take that first step to put our shoes on, to go for that run. It's like, it's not, Oh man, go out and run five miles. Like just put your shoes on first. Just, just do that. You know? Yeah. And I, and I, there's so much. Even, even, even last Monday, Nick, even last Monday, um, it was Monday. I had the Mondays, right? Like I had the Mondays and you know, the Mondays don't start on Monday morning. They start on Sunday night. Right. <laughs> yeah. So I had the Mondays on Sunday, Sunday night. Scary, as they say. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I was like, man, I've had a few days off of work. I know I got a lot on a lot on my plate this week, and I got to tackle it. It's the Mondays, you know. I'm having them on Sundays. So Monday morning, I get up an hour early. I jump straight into the shower, get dressed, and I just leave out the house. You know, just leave. You know, don't don't look at my phone. Don't check in with nobody. Get dressed um put on some tony robbins on the way to work right because i need tony robbins this monday right i need him this i need him you know and i and you know 10 minutes down the road on the way to work you know i'm ready to tackle the world you know but it starts with an action you know and the action was jump in the shower jump in the shower get dressed go out the door play tony robbins everything's going to be all right you know, you're going to have everything you need. And then I did it. And, you know, we just, we, we had a phenomenal week last week, you know. Amazing. And I love that you mentioned uh, Tony Robbins, because I think, you know, I mean, he's awesome. And, and I'm, I'm hoping to go to an event of his soon, because I know he, I'm sure he doesn't have many left. 
um, you know, he, he's starting to get up there. So I gotta, I gotta get it, take advantage while I can, but, but I think it's so important to understand. And what you're doing is you're, you're surrounding yourself. You're, you're putting yourself in an environment to succeed by putting Tony Robbins on your, um, you know, on your radio, on your, you know, in your car. Like how has, how has the people that you've surrounded yourself with help you to elevate, you know, who you are and what you've been able to achieve? Um, so, uh, just knowing that I got like-minded people around me is really helpful. Um, I got people that, that believe in my mission, you know, it's our mission. So when, when I look at my team, I like, I have goals, right? I have goals for my business, right? I have goals for myself, but my teams, my team also has goals for my business and goals for themselves. You know, and they're equally as important to me. So when I sit down and I talk to people in my company, we talk about company goals and, you know, we talk about KPIs and where we're at, but, you know, we also talk about, hey, what's your personal goal? I know you have goals at work, but what are your personal goals? And you're helping me achieve my personal goals at work. How can I help you achieve your personal goals away from work? You know, we have those conversations and um, I'm supportive to them. They support me and I trust them, you know, and that, that feels pretty good. Amazing. And I think that's such an important aspect of um, development is that it's so easy to have business goals, you know, cause that's what, you know, coaches are like, Hey, you gotta have the business goals, but those personal goals are, are so important for, you know, continuing your pursuit and, you know, and, and being able to achieve that. So I love that, that you, you've been able to now even doing it with yourself, instill it onto your team, you know, into becoming a leader and, and what that, what that's been able to do. So how has your journey as a, as a leader kind of, what's the transformation you know, from before to now where you understand this and you're like, Hey, what are your goals? What are your personal goals? You know, how has that your own leadership developed over these last five years? Um, that's a pretty tough question, Nick, you know, to be honest with you. Um, let me ask it in a different way. What do you believe is an important, uh, role, um, when it comes to leading your team, like what's the most important thing when it comes to leading your team? Uh, you know, my, my philosophy is um, do the best you can and have a good time. Do the best you can and have a good time. You know, cause when people are, are enjoying what they do, they do great work, you know. Um, you know, I heard Canoe Kashal talk about the Debbie Downers, Downers in his company. Remember him talking about that? Mm-hmm. You know, and um, a Debbie Downer in your company is just somebody that doesn't fit in your company, you know, and I know that, that if there's a Debbie Downer in my company, I'm not doing them any justice by keeping them aboard. There's probably something else that they need to do so they could have a better work-life environment, and it's not in my company. Um, so that's one thing is, you know, I want to make sure that the people that do work for me enjoy working for me, you know, enjoy working for Amy and I. And, and when they wake up in the morning, you know, they don't feel like, darn, I need to go to work today, or darn, I'm on call, or darn, another day um, with 
uh, another day, um, an applicant might not show up. You know, that's not how our, our business operates. You know, our business operates with, you know, I get an opportunity to serve this weekend on call. You know, um, I had a great, I had a great hire on Wednesday that's doing great. You know, um, we only had 2% overtime this week. You know, we look at all the good things that we're doing. And when, when we sit down and we talk about, you know, we always start off with what was something that amazing that happened last week that you can't believe it. You know, what went on last week? And we share all these wins, you know, and then we just start off on the great tempo and stuff like that. So that's pretty much it. Do the best you can, have a good time. It shows, it shows in, in the way you answer the phone, you know, it shows in the way your posture is at work, the way you, you greet people, the way you, you're an ambassador to our business is all going to start with how you feel about being at work. So do the best you can and have a good time. I love that. And it's this, this top down mentality of, you know, you're projecting this level of gratitude and appreciation and seeing the positives and that gets trickled down to your team and it gets trickled down when it gets trickled down to the team then it gets trickled down to people who are who are calling and then they're having a good environment and i think that that is referral sources yeah everybody you know just all the way down clients um everything you know and it's like you know i always i i spoke a lot or i mentioned a lot about the things that i didn't know you know, and having to get coached on them, you know, but being, being in my mid forties, there are things that I do know, you know, and I got to give myself credit for that. Right. Like, um, I know what a bad boss looks like. I've had so many different jobs. I know what a bad boss looks like. Right. And, and I know what, a, I know what a great inspiring boss looks like. I've had them both, you know, and, um, I'm gonna go back on tell a little story. Okay. Um, I had this job. It was a maintenance job. It was uh, one of my first months on the job. Um, the owner of the the parent company that owns this company that I'm working for, his name's Nestor, right? Big realty guy here in Wichita. Um, big wig in Wichita. Great dude. So um, I'm... I'm actually painting his elevator in his office, right? He's on the third floor. He's on the penthouse of a building, you know, and I'm painting the elevator, you know, and, and I'm painting around the elevator and it's a couple day project. And the, the first day he rides up on his elevator and I'm painting it and he says, hey, Gus, I'm Nestor. Um, thank you for painting my elevator. I just want to let you know if you need anything, please let me know. I'd love to help. And I'm like, What? <laughs> I'm just the maintenance guy painting this elevator. Here's the guy that owns the company that owns the company that I work for. And, and he tells me that. And then the next day he comes up and he's like, Gus, you, you did such an amazing job on my elevator. If you ever need anything, just let me know, you know, and, and that, that, that meant a lot to me. For one, I was just starting a new job for two um, everywhere else that I've worked within this job, you know, I was just like a fly on the wall, uh, a guy on a ladder, an inconvenience, someone that's in their way. But the, this guy took the time to approach me, see how I was doing and see if there's anything that I needed. So if that, if I just had that philosophy, I'd be winning, right? 
you know, so, so, so whenever anybody walks into my office or I could be in a meeting and if a caregiver walks in my office, I'll ask to be excused and I'll go up and I'll talk to my caregivers and I'll be like, hi, Sandra, how are you doing today? You know, how's your day going? How are we doing? How are our staff treating you? Do you have the schedule that you like? You know, thank you so much for what you do. If there's anything you need, just please let me know. You know, and then I'll go back to my business. But that one to two minutes that I spent with them, Steve calls them touches, means the world to them. And it meant the world to me. So I, if I just approach it like that every day, I'm okay. So when I walk into my office, you know, our hiring agent, first person I want to go to, you know, because hiring is difficult, you know. I go in, I say, hi, Avery, how are you doing today? You know, what's on your schedule? Is there anything I could help with? You know, and then I'll get, everything's fine. Thank you so much. You know, and then I'll go to the next person, our, our scheduler. And I always, I always joke with her and I say, are we still in business? And then she laughs, you know, and then we, I say, you know, um, how's today going? Is there anything that I could do for you today? Just go, you know, just go through my company, making sure everybody has what they need. And if there's anywhere I could help. So. Amazing. Yeah. And I think that's super, you know, powerful because those things, again, it's like this trickle down, top down leadership in, in how you treat other people is, you know, they feel appreciated. They stick around, they work better. You know, you know, it, it's, it's this level of, Oh, it feels great to do these things too. You know, like let's be selfish for a minute and like, yeah, it feels good to to be there for and supportive for other people. But then also from the business standpoint, it moves the bottom line. So it's almost like this certain perspective of how are people not doing this? It's like, this is an essential piece of, of growing a successful business with, with just people in how we interact with people on a regular basis and seeing them as, as people, you know, this, the, the guy, you know, I'm sure he treated you just like he treats everyone else. And I think that was the whole, you know, thing, the boss, it doesn't matter if you're the, the janitor, the maintenance guy, you know, or the VP, you treat everyone the same way with respect. Yeah. That's, his, that's his, that was his winning formula. You know, that's his winning formula. I didn't have to recreate it. I just borrow it. You know, um, guy's name's Nestor Wygan. Yeah. Um, um I'll, I'll, I'll be indebted to him for the rest of my life for the things that he taught me and just the few, the few times I, I ran into him, you know, and, you know, then I had, you know, I had bad bosses and I don't, I don't want to be that bad boss. You know, I don't, you know, I don't want to be that bad leader. You know, I want to be the good leader. I want to be the, the person when they walk in the room, you know, the temperature in the room drops. Gus is here, you know, He's lightening up the room. He's lightening up the office. Everything's going to be great. You know, that's kind of what I want to bring to my office. And that's the easy stuff, man. They're doing all the hard stuff. That's what I do is easy. What I do is easy. You know, I generate work and, and I, and I bring an atmosphere for people to love what they're doing. It's easy. Yeah. That's so amazing. I, I love that. And um, I think they're, you know, like you said about comparing yourself to the bad, the bad boss is like, you're walking on eggshells. Oh my gosh. The, the boss is here. Uh, you know, your, your heart goes up, you get stress in your shoulders, you know, like when that bad boss comes in and I mean, just imagine, again, you can almost picture it. Like 
what the difference would be. And I think it's so important to ask ourselves and, and it comes from being, but seeing it, you know, seeing it firsthand for yourself was able for you to be able to reflect in like, Hey, this is the type of leader I want to be. This is the type of person I want to be. And, you know, and like, what a, what a beautiful way to be able to, to grow your business through kindness and just treating people well. Yeah. And then it rubs off on them, you know, so, so my, the leadership in my company will know, Hey, this is probably what would Gus do in his business today with this caregiver that um, has been late three, you know, been late three times in a row. You know, how, how would Gus go about getting them to feel good about what they're doing, feel good about their job, know that they're, that 15 minutes is a correctable issue. How can I help you to correct that issue? Do we need to move the shift 15 minutes earlier? Um, do you need, do you need a gas card to get ahead of, to get ahead of schedule? Like, what do you need? It's 15 minutes. It's, it's something that's correctable. How can we work together to correct it so that our clients get the best care possible? You know, and it's just like someone, like someone in our office, you know, hey, our overtime percentage is 4%. I know you love it at under three, you know, this is our issue this week, you know, how, how are we going to correct it? What can we do this week to get it down to two, maybe make up for the 1% it's over? It's all workable, you know what I mean? So, but if I was to go in there and go, why are we at 4%? this ain't right. I'm tired of this being at 4% for two weeks in a row. How would that person feel trying to get us down to 2%? You know, now you just stress them out. You know, they're not going to, they're, they're no good for the day, you know, but you know, it, it depends how we handle it, how we get into the solution. You know, our company's named a better solution in home care. How do I bring a better solution to anything that comes up in my business? And, and it's usually with, um, to be honest with you, it's with the four letter word, L-O-V-E, you know, how am I lovingly getting them to accomplish these goals? And how am I bringing the love to get them to accomplish those goals? I know it sounds kind of cheesy, but. No, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great, no, I, it, it's, uh, I think it's just one of those things that people often don't utilize or speak about love in general in, in the business setting. Um, but it's like, if you treat people and come from this, this place of love that it's, it's the most powerful tool that you can use, you know, in changing people's lives, regardless of whether it moves your bottom line or not, you know, but do people love coming to work, you know, do people love working for you? You know, what do they say? I love my job. You know, are your employees saying, I love my job? Because again, that's, that's the goal. And if not, then it's like, okay, well, what, what can we do to change that where people love what they do? And I think it's just super powerful to start yeah. with that. Yeah. Plant, plants grow and thrive with, with, uh, with, with sunshine and water, right? Not with, not with cloud and a drought. So why would I want to bring, you know, doom and gloom to my business? You know, it's not going to grow like that. You know, I got to bring the sunshine and the water and the, the nutrients, you know, into my business for it to thrive. Absolutely. Love it. Well, Gus, this has been so amazing. Thank you so much for taking the time to talk with me and, and sharing your insights. I mean, 
he talked about really just being willing to take a self-evaluation and, you know, and look at yourself and, and say, Hey, what do I need to do to be the best version of myself so that I can achieve my goals? You know, you, you shared your, your stories of stepping out of your comfort zone of, of being in that car and, and having those struggles, but being willing to just take that first step and, and make those little things. And then eventually you build up the confidence to just do it easily. And now, it, you know, it, you have a lot less struggle, you know, but it starts with just taking those first steps, you know, talking about, uh, do your best and have fun. I love that as, you know, a mantra to, to be able to do, because, you know, I think it's so important that we love what we do, you know, that we enjoy what we're doing. We create an atmosphere and environment where people love and have fun, you know, having fun and laughing. I mean, what a, what a great way where it doesn't feel like work, you know, that, and that's, it's a powerful thing to, to bring to your, you know, team. And, and we talked about top-down leadership, you know, the, the positivity. I love when you were sharing your insights about just how you were choosing to see things each day. And by reflecting that and being this positive person and seeing the glass half full, that then trickles down to your team. It trickles down to them talking with your caregivers or them talking with your you know, prospective clients and all of this plays this role of the leadership that you continue to show is the reason why you've been able to, to succeed and just being this love, you know, love focused, caring boss. And so thank you so much again for sharing all of these uh, insights with us. Ah, thanks for the invite, Nick. I love talking home care. I love talking, you know, about this is all testimony for what God's done in my life, man. So anytime I get to tell you how I went from, you know, I went from the struggle to being prosperous and taking great care of my family is just a testimony to God and what he's done in my life and, and amazing people um, like you that have helped me along the way, you know, Steve Weiss, Greg Mazza, Jen Ramos, Nick, you know, I got, I got all the heavy hitters, you know, that I work with and, and that I love and trust to help me to get there. So, um, you know, when you look at my success or how good I'm doing, it's just a reflection on the choices that I made in coaching. So thank you, Nick, for being one of them. Oh man. Thank you so much, Gus. This has been, this has been so much fun. Um, and it was so great to, to be able to kind of hear your story. I mean, even after five years, you know, we didn't, get into this, which is why I love this podcast. Cause even people who I know, I still get to dive in and really hear more of the backstory and things that are going on. So do you have any, uh, last, uh, notes that you would like to leave the audience maybe with somebody who, um, struggling a little bit in their business or any, any words of advice for becoming your, your best self? You know, with, within my business, I've always, you know, I, in home care in general, there's this there's this rule, you know, and it, and it goes a little something like this. For every 500 hours a week that you schedule, um, one manager should be able to take care of that. So for 1,000 a, a hours a week, it should be two people. For 1,500, it should be three people. For 2,000, it should be four people. I threw that out the door, you know, and I've always hired enough people to take great care of my clients. You know, so if it costs me an extra hundred thousand a year because I have 
two extra people in my office so that all my phone calls get answered, so all my visits get done on time, so we don't miss any shifts and we go into caregiving mode. I'd rather spend my money on that than having a bunch of stressed out people in my office. So when you go into my office, I've got plenty of people to handle our workload. And I feel like that's always made us best. So don't, you know, worry about the, the quality of work you put out there, the quality of support you have your caregivers, uh, the, the quality of um, what you do in your office. Um, and don't worry about that extra money. That's just my advice. Some people, you know, they get into business for the money, which is cool. Um, but if you take great care of your people, get take great care of your clients, the money will come. So that's kind of my my deal for any home care owner that's struggling. You know, a lot of home care owners, they're doing it on their own, or maybe they have a part-time person and they're stressed out. They're, they're not sleeping good at night. Their phone's constantly ringing and, and, they're, and, they're, and they're constantly worried. Um, share the burden, hire another person, you know, make a little less money, provide quality care and, and the money will come to you. So that's wow. kind of what I have on a personal note, you know, I go at night, I reflect on my day, see if there's anything that I could have done differently and try to incorporate that the next day and try to grow as a person. That's all. I love it. Self-reflection, such an important aspect of being able to continue to grow. I love that. Um, lastly, Gus, what's the best place if somebody were wanted to, you know, get a hold of you, um, get in touch with you? What's what's the best method for that? Hey, I'm pretty easy. Get, just call me on my cell phone. That's it. 316-500-4268. Shoot me a text. We'll talk. It's all good. Love it. Amazing. Awesome. Yeah. Well, I appreciate your time, Gus. This has been so fan fantastic. So much insights to take and to help you out. Just get out there. Keep working hard. Keep having fun. And remember, let's keep growing together. Wait, one more thing. Sharing is caring. If you received value from today's episode, share it with a friend so they can enjoy it too. We can all win by helping each other grow. Thanks for listening. See you next week.